G'day Bleakers, uh, welcome back to episode 47 of, I feel like we should be further than this at this point, we got through the first 30 or so, so quickly. Uh, well, welcome, welcome back, it's Weakness for Bleakness, my name's Kieran, I'm here with Darcy. Hello Bleakers, my name is Darcy, I am here with Kieran. Yeah, which I guess you should take as a given, really? given that that's the premise of the show, is that it's us two. No. Uh, not to criticise you, listener. We don't know who's listening. Best. It could be someone horrible. It could be an idiot. Yeah, that's true. If this is your first episode, well... If you are a horrible idiot, fuck off. Mm-hmm. That solved that problem. We'll never introduce ourselves again. Yeah. Are you happy now, Kieran? Yes, I am. I'm happy. Uh, fuck. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. terrible. That was the worst introduction in the history of the show so far. I think we need to keep it as a floor, like a, a you know, the bottom of the Like room. a sign of authenticity. Oh, you mean like a a nice yeah. little kind of it can't get worse. A nadir for us to, to, right. to always float above. Excellent. Finally. But yeah, I'm not going to deny that that was fucking dog shit. That was really dog shit. I take, my, uh, I take my portion of responsibility for that. Let's just roll the music and fucking get into it. Oh, thank heavens. A modest house, a picket fence, a couple kids, some common sense, a job to pay your mortgage or your rent. And all these goals are understood, but misery is a public good, so come and feed your sorrows till you're spent. Well, just to come, the captain said, the icebergs are the dead ahead, the men will keep the engines fed, I have a deal with God. We're at the end of history, there ain't a hope for you or me, when workers philanthropically believe in the economy. But what a feast for tired eyes, the poison earth, the boiling skies, and everyone their own damn spies, remember when the world was wise, we know, no, 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 no. Alright, it's Darcy's Grab Bag. What have you, uh, which is a, <laughs> <laughs> an extremely ad hoc new segment or thing that we're just doing this once i don't know it's like it was like our uh uh our elon musk extravaganza headline uh bonanza but it's just like there's nothing gigantic that we can talk about so we're going to talk about we're just gonna we're gonna uh, enjoy some morsels this is a kind of news degustation and i didn't want to take any responsibility for it so i let darcy after uh, take both the lead and the rap trying to hobble me with the introduction we are now hobbling me with the headlines yes this is what friendship looks like in podcasting world let's begin yeah what's first from darcy's grab bag the first thing is uh peter dutton Peter yeah. Dutton, you may have forgotten about, he's been pretty quiet uh, lately. Yeah. But he was recently dug up from old man McCready's potato patch <laughs> yep. in order to belligerently croak about why uh, the problem with Islamic State <laughs> is that it's too left-wing or yeah. something. Yeah, his statement was like... <laughs> Oh, fuck. What was it? So Somebody, like ASIO or something. Yeah, so uh, Mike, Mike Burgess, who mm. is the director general of ASIO, has yeah. recently uh, gone on the record saying Australia is underprepared to deal with right-wing terrorism yeah. and that ASIO have essentially um, targeting or are, are now targeting right-wing terrorism as the, the threat du jour. Yeah, uh, which the, is it's appropriate. The, it's the There's hottest new of... thing in fear. Yeah. Is... Yeah men in 
singlets with terrible tattoos and disgusting yeah, yeah. swinging pot beer guts. Just They've been uh, uh, collecting uh, unopposed, basically, by any sort of, like, uh, real well, authority. They've um, been egged on and by... Steps and shit. They've been um, not just unopposed. They've, they've, they've been reveling in the support they've been receiving yeah. from most of the governing parties in this country. Mm -hmm. Uh, from the police force and from the majority of the media. Yeah. Uh, Uh, And I I guess you would call it's it's kind of apotheosis where it went from just like an aspirational political movement to a to a real threat, I guess, would be the the Christchurch shootings. Right. Yeah, I think so. But there was that before then there was a very disturbing and creeping, Mm. um, I guess, concrete reality forming. Yeah. Which was that either these people had infiltrated the police or the police mm. had i don't know essentially metastasized them yeah, uh, yeah but there were there was evidence already of disgusting and diabolical links between law enforcement and right-wing terror or potential right-wing terror yeah oh it was quite upsetting to to kind of watch if you paid any attention to it uh before the Christchurch thing, or like decided to dig around and look into it and look into like what fucking Blair Cottrell was doing, the fucking top heavy piece of shit, and uh, <laughs> and, and and all the rest of uh, it. You're, you're, you're talking about political philosopher who yeah. uh, understands premises, Blair Cottrell. Yeah, yeah. Spokes, uh, spokesperson for just everyday Australians, intellectual giant. Uh, yeah, some. Terrified of women. Blair Cottrell, such a piece of shit. Uh, what was it? He burned down his ex's. New oh yeah, sorry. House he's not something. just like a joke. He's um, oh yeah, he's, he's a, a stalker and a assaulter and batterer, an and absolute maniac. Yeah. A, yeah, just. And if you learned about him, it may have been on uh, maybe Triple J's program Hack, where Tom Tilly had him on uh, to talk about his platform, relatively unopposed. Mm. Uh, well, it's or, just interesting, isn't it? It's just interesting. Those. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting little know. piece of Australian trivia. There's this fucking neo-Nazi. Anyway, it's not about Blair Cottrell. Yeah, well, that... it's about this unconscious bias of Peter Dutton's, right? Yeah. Because for years now, Dutton mm-hmm. has been the head, essentially, of Australia's security services. Yeah. And he does not equivocate. He's just... He equivocates very much does, the wrong word yeah. there. He equivocates all the time. He does yeah. not equate yeah. conservative ideology to terrorism. No. As far as Dutton is concerned, if something is subversive and dangerous, mm. it is left-wing. And if it is stable and good, it is right-wing. And yeah. that is the only two points of intelligence but I that kind he bases of, his decision-making on. I, I kind of get the impression that he hadn't, that he definitely had that as an unconscious process, but hadn't necessarily thought it out before now. Like, well, he, so he has, this is the thing, he hadn't thought it out, yeah. because he's now gone on to clarify, mm. when I said left-wing, what I meant were, like, you know, um, Wahhabists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was the thing, because he was like, oh, we're committed to... I, what was he say? I don't give a damn where people are My, my are main on the concern spectrum. about the Westboro Baptist Church is that they occupy a politically progressive end yeah, of the yeah. spectrum, was yeah. the extremely coherent thing that he said yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you translate it. But the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the political spin that he was trying to put on it was like, I don't care where on the political spectrum you fall, whether you're right wing or left wing. 
uh, we're just interested in terrorism. Which, like, if they had been left-wing terrorists, he would have been like, we have to shut down these left-wing maniacs. But because ASIO was saying... Oh, we need the to... problem was that ASIO were like, specifically right- right-wing terrorism yeah. is a threat. We are worried about right-wing terrorism. Yeah. We have no progressive terrorist groups on our watch lists. Yeah. So Dunn was like, like, yeah, we need to be careful of the left as well, though. Yeah. His, his whole I don't thing trust was like, those ones. <laughs> I've been forced into into going, like, you know, expressing my, my dissatisfaction with right-wing terrorist groups. So, like, but of course, the left ones you've got to watch out for as well. And, yeah, obviously people are like, what are you, what are you talking about? What left-wing terror groups are you talking it's, about? It's 2020. If Peter Dutton was from Boston, mm. he'd be one of those annoying American-Irish guys who mm. will, like, one night at the pub be ranting about how what a piece of shit Osama bin Laden was, mm. and then the next day be like singing Irish Republican <laughs> songs and talking yeah. about how his uncle's in the real IRA. Like, that's mm. not the good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think Dutton, as he exists in Melbourne, is definitely just one of those dudes who would have opened the gate for the fucking royalists. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, basically. The, the Dutch fascists, he wouldn't be. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely. Um,. But yeah, like yeah, the takeaway is that when pressed, he said that yeah, ISIS was left wing. <laughs> yeah, and like it, Labor had to have a like huge and tedious fight with him in Parliament before he'd just acknowledge that he. It should be yeah. easy for an adult to say, "Sorry, I, that was a slip. I meant general terrorism. Yes, specifically the ones that I've been warned are a problem, not the imaginary ones that only live in my mouldy potato head." Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, with the current government, um, imaginary threats will always take preference and priority over real threats, and yeah. that applies uh, equally to the Labour Party. I'm going now to yep. Daniel Andrews. Yep, um, who's decided, as is usually the best thing, to double down on criticism of one of his ministers. Okay. Yeah. I should say he's doubling down, defending her. All right. As gamblers know. Doubling down is not a safe or wise thing to do. It's a it's a risky move in blackjack. Well, I mean, there's definitely a couple it's, of professional gamblers are out there who are like, oh, Darcy doesn't know anything. Doubling down is a critical part of the strategy. It is a critical over. part, but it's a risky part of the strategy. It's sure. not something you're supposed to just instinctively do every time the yeah. opportunity arises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't do it to convince the dealer that you won that hand, actually. I won't be bullied by some middle-aged blokes, said Transport Minister Melissa Horn, yes. in relation to Luba Grigovich, mm-hmm. a young woman mm. who works for the, what, union? Yeah, yeah. The, nothing this says- is the level of sanity that our political discourse is at, at the moment, uh, where in a bid to disguise uh, corporate greed as some kind of weird feminism yeah a labor party female minister yeah can accuse a female union official of yeah. being a middle-aged man yeah in an attempt to equate part-time work with being female and therefore attempts to obstruct part-time work as being anti-feminist. It's pretty rough. It's fucking mental. You were pointing out before the uh, before we started recording as well what a massive strategic misstep it is because it uh, 
pisses off all middle-aged men. Yes, the middle-aged who, men are now really angry because, you know, they their will brains pick don't up work anything so well that they can just, use yeah. to be like, oh, no, the women are victimizing me again. Yeah, they're like an old dog that goes <laughs> blind and then uses that blindness as an excuse to growl at anything that it senses within its vicinity. Like, that's that's the and middle-aged man all life. of the union members who support women having full-time work and yeah. don't equate being female to being a part-time worker are furious because of the horrendous misrepresentation of their position, which is we don't want to become a casualized, unsecure workforce. Mm. You don't get to lift the cap on part-time workers and you don't get to cut our fucking pay. Yeah. It's a really simple argument. And feminists who, like, regardless of their position on the labor issue, uh, would be pissed off by... The attempts to... I love it when something I believe in and care about is used as a rhetorical trick for essentially equivocating the argument. Yeah, Yeah, it's the best. Thank you for cynically exploiting (laughs) my position. I love uh, to have myself used as a chance to fucking shift goalposts. Yeah, great, fantastic. This is much different than when men used to say that women's brains would overheat and therefore they couldn't handle so much work. This is way different than that. It's so different to that. Um, So different audience. So in case anyone's lost, what I'm discussing is the Mm. fact that Yarra tram workers have been on strike as part of action, protected industrial action, proper legal protected industrial Mm. action um, from the um, tram, rail and uh, bus Union, uh-huh. and they're doing this because Yarra Trams, apart from denying them uh, the pay increases that they require, mm. Yarra Trams is disturbingly looking at raising the cap on part-time workers, which mm-hmm. is set at four percent at the moment of the workforce of Yarra Trams, yeah. which is like plenty, frankly. Yeah. Was it? Um, it was quite a significant increase that they were looking for. Yeah, they? yeah, they're I looking at the more than figure. a fifty percent increase in yeah, the number right. of part-time positions. Um, which means they're not gonna. There aren't that many extra jobs they need to do. It means they are wanting to shift full-time yeah, workers yeah. into part-time workers. Either phase right. out or transition. If they were like saying to the union, "We would like to hire another fifty people who yeah. are part-time workers," mm. that would still be an issue, but it would be less of an issue um, mm. than we are obviously going to demote some of you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're making room. Um, and the minister, for whatever reason, seems to think that if you're a part-time worker, mm. you must therefore be a woman. Yeah. And she thinks that the reason that the unions don't want more part-time workers is because they, they don't, don't want, want to work with yeah. women. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And I think it's frankly shocking that there are only 4% women in this <laughs> union. I'm a feminist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good move. Good move. I suppose you don't want casual workers because you especially don't want single mothers to be in the union. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. They're fucking mental, the Labour Party. Daniel Andrews has stepped in and defended her, saying that, you know, it's it's terrible because she doesn't run Yarra Trams, which is terrible. It's terrible that the transport minister doesn't run our major fucking tram operator. They should, obviously. Yep. Bring back the Met. Mm. But um, 
But that's such so like tangential to the to the thing as well. Yeah. Al- also, a- 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 attacking the union official that you're speaking with. She's like Luba Grigovich is the secretary. She's not like the secretary in the sense of a typist. She's the secretary in the sense of yeah. overseer and manager. In the thereof. sense of a communist like, extremely <laughs> senior position. She yeah. essentially is the public face of the union. Yeah. Um. So to be like ah. <laughs> You middle-aged bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like thirty-something <clears throat> woman is fuck is 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 just surreal. It's really weird. The optics are bizarre. The messaging is bizarre. The strategy isn't a strategy, and the tactics are just improvised. Yeah, it is a good example of how the Daniel Andrews government has really perfected this weird triangulation thing, where like. They're just left enough on some issues that the right wing people are like constantly accusing them of being communists, basically, right? Yeah. But then not they're not so much that any of that is sticking, and all of their actual flaws are only really visible to people to their left. Like so it's the, just it's like a weird triangulation of the thing about the the Andrews style yeah. Labour government is. They feel to me like where the Liberal Party should have ended up by now if they hadn't become reactionary, if they'd stayed with, like, the Robert Menzies brief and kind of gone along the lines they were going until Howard, where you had, like, Andrew Mm. Peacock and you had John Hewson, like, all these guys who were like, yeah, where anything to do with economic power and distribution is concerned, Mm. they were fucking monsters. But on a range of social issues... They were, like, moderate. Yeah. So, like, yes, they were still racist for the most part mm. and sexist, but not, like, reactionarily so. They were yeah. prepared to move with society. Yeah. So you would get, by now, an Andrew Peacock or John Hewson-style liberal leader being like, yeah, okay, we need to start looking at domestic violence and mm. gender inclusivity. Yeah. We're There's still no going to control all of the financial power, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Working yeah. class people can, you know, not We get... have our safeguards. It's <laughs> yeah. a rigged system. We don't need to worry that if we prosecute domestic violence, the entire edifice will come down. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, and that's what Andrews seems to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By and large. It's a confusing one. Anyway, it's a very an, confusing unforced, one. an unforced error from the transport minister. We got two more little little pieces of Darcy's grab bag. Yes, we do. We're fucking smashing through the grab bag. Harvey Weinstein. That's taking us a while. It's been like fifteen minutes or something. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein is going to Rikers Island. Yeah. Um, because he's a rapist. Yep. And that is fantastic. It is good. For some reason, he managed to avoid um, a guilty verdict on. The most serious charge against him, which was that mm. he was, like, a systemic predator. Yeah. Um, somehow, like, having 400 million women provide evidence that he had systemically raped them. Yeah, yeah. The jury were like, well, we're pretty confident that all of these cases are individually true. We mm. don't feel it points to a broader pattern. Yeah. So, fuck knows what happened there. But he's going to go to prison for potentially, like, close to 30 years. Yeah. If the judge does a consecutive sentence instead of a concurrent sentence. So that yeah. that would put him out of commission for uh, the rest of his life. Probably hopefully. the rest of it, yeah. yeah. Which is what he fucking deserves. 
It is uh, nowhere near what he deserves. Yeah. Um, oh well. But yes. yes, I mean it is. It is good. It is a win. Under and under it's about so much more than the case. Him. It's about now. Uh, uh, well, he was the cornerstone of the whole Me Too thing, the reckoning with, right. uh, with the sort of abuses of power that have been allowed to take place in, uh, Hopefully. in Western society and, you know, presumably other societies as well, but Western society and, uh, like, which has seemed like the enthusiasm for attacking that has kind of waned in the last little bit. So if he were to be acquitted, then it would have been a fucking pretty bad scene it would have been incomprehensible if he'd been acquitted like yeah. there's i i, I uh it would, it would be juror malfeasance if he mm. was acquitted mm-hmm. he was the evidence was far too strong if you couldn't have got weinstein on that you basically couldn't have got anybody for rape ever yeah uh, which is a world many people would love to see i've no doubt yeah yeah 100 percent. Oh, many of our federal ministers and and um parliamentarians yeah and there's certainly prominent newsman uh andrew it wasn't pedophilia <sighs> it was just flirting bolt yeah yeah <laughs> andrew just bolt. remembered <laughs> yeah forgotten about that one the the whole thing can really be summed up by fucking ray hadley of all people being like mate when it comes to pedophilia <laughs> yeah. you've you've a very bad record why are you always so enthusiastic <laughs> about defending pedophiles yeah which <laughs> is a very good question it really is a very good question yeah i definitely like a prominent left-wing journalist would not be allowed to get away with advocating for pedophiles to anywhere near the extent no andrew bolt andrew bolt, andrew bolt himself would be saying that it was like the end game of the lgbtqi plus well he wouldn't call it that he would use some fucking offensive like, uh diminutive or something but like he would that he would be saying that it was the end point of that ideology but fucking if it's conservative religious school people when abusing young boys like, then it's fine by him nine years ago the chasers war and everything had mm. a sketch where they made fun of the Make-A-Wish Foundation for promising impossible things to the families yeah, yeah. of dying children. Yeah, I recall that, yeah. And the general public were like, oh, you can't make fun of dying yeah, children. Yeah, it was a whole And that was the thing. end of The Chaser, and, like, none of their careers have recovered at all from the heights they were at at that point in, yeah. in what a did decade. They, what did they do? They did the, the... There's that weird fucking show that I've only ever seen on the TV at the gym and never watched with Chaz. I don't know. Uh, but they they, they like, did the checkout. They did the checkout, and then which the, was good, but it wasn't. Well, it was just. They a, were at the top of Australian lights entertainment, and now yeah. they don't exist. They have know. a like. <laughs> it was credible fall from grace. They have like a satire website with almost no circulation. Once every three months, I'll see a chaser headline that's just like the most artless possible version of an onion headline. They were pulled apart, and they have never recovered. Andrew Bolt regularly defends pedophiles mm. and accuses their victims of being, you know, the actual perpetrators of abuse. Yeah. And because he works for a reactionary right-wing corporation, he's mm. fine. Yeah. He never has to face consequences for anything. He probably never will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just keeps fucking getting away with it. Like, this one has tested people. He was forced to apologize in... Quotes, yeah, which but his career will not a... suffer, though. 
No, and he used his apology as an uh, excuse to spruik his fucking book or some shit, if I recall correctly. Andrew Bolt is our worst news personality, I think. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of them, a lot of bad ones with a lot of shitty fucking uh it's not as annoying probably... as joe hildebrand i think joe hildebrand no joe hildebrand is more guy. annoying jones has probably done more alan jones has, jones has done, done more damage damage over time but like just in terms of like uh if i were to pick one to be a dark souls boss it would be bolt yeah maybe what they call maybe him jones. the consumed hierophant or some shit that's always some um, oblique yeah, reference that's to what I'm old thinking. Western European <laughs> <laughs> clerical hierarchy or something. Mm. In uh, any case, that, that's that was a bonus uh, grab bag for you. That was yeah, a, that was there a was a little. Hander. You sometimes you find a little trait in the bottom of the grab bag. Uh, but we've also got welfare cards. We've today. got welfare cards. Um, regular listeners to this show, um, yeah, I think we have four. We'll remember <laughs> that uh, at least one. Months ago, Kieran and I criticised what uh, has been politely referred to in this Guardian article as the government's controversial cashless debit card scheme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the sanitary nature of fucking political uh, terminology. Yes. Um, has been officially found to suck by four separate universities. Good. Um <laughs> Oh, who could have picked uncovered it? quote an overwhelming number of negative experiences mm. end quote stemming from the card um so essentially uh deprives people of having sufficient cash for essential items it uh, stigmatizes people and some addicted people are selling it for less than its value mm. um yeah well of course because it's a fucking useless item to to many of those people so correct you just fucking flip it so this is from people who volunteered um to take part uh, in income management mm-hmm. right some of them have found it beneficial sorry like of the people on the income management people who have volunteered like have put themselves onto the program yeah some of them say that it's helped yeah right? but most of the um, participants have found it harmful. Yeah. I mean, I have, like, a lot of these things. I have no doubt that there are people who thrive under those circumstances. I can I can see uh, a situation where where an individual might fucking benefit from it or whatever. These are the, this is the truth on which the whole program hinges, that, like, a little bit of... Yeah. Kind of guidance and restriction can be a good thing in certain... Like, the, yeah. like most conservative initiatives, the entire vast program hinges on a tiny number of extremely yeah. romanticised um, individuals that uh-huh. they're deciding to build an entire political edifice around. Yep, yeah. But um, it's just, it's the same thing of just like, it doesn't matter if it works for fucking... It's firstly, it's going to be nowhere near this much, but it doesn't matter if it works for fucking forty percent of them or fifty percent of them. The damage that it does to any number of people on the welfare card is like fucking unconscionable. Correct. And it just so happens, as I guess this research shows, that it's fucking tons of people for whom it sucks. It's like religious education. It's like some people thrive under that garbage. Some do. Some really don't, and the ones that really don't suffer badly 
They do. And the uh, the ones that, frankly, thrive under those environments would still be okay without them, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. The, um, well, that's not a that's not a that's not an informed uh, opinion, listener. That's just my flat opinion. Yeah. There's been an interesting bit though that's come out from the um, mm. the welfare card experiment. Yeah. And it's a it's a disaster for conservative supporters and apparatchiks. Mm. It comes from Professor Greg Marston of the University of Queensland. Mm. Brace the old your, U of Q. Brace yourself for some revelation. Okay. Quote. The majority of people didn't have a problem with spending or budgeting. What they had a problem with was inadequate income support payments. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of the people we spoke with were very good at budgeting. They just didn't have enough money to cover all of their expenses. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I and mean, that's, that's essentially, that's, that's the coup de grace. That's yeah. basically the last word, isn't it? This card was designed to uh, offset a problem that didn't exist. Yeah. And, and aggravate to, the one which does exist. And to aggravate and disguise the problem that yeah. did exist, which was the reason a lot of people on welfare don't seem to be getting any better. An enormous reason is because there isn't adequate fucking funding for the mm. welfare sector. Yeah. And the poverty isn't... I fucking... Uh, yeah, these people will be first against the wall, I reckon, because <laughs> it's like it's every fucking study, everything that comes out tells them this, that like poverty isn't some linear thing that you can just save uh, 20 cents a week and then uh, eventually have enough to buy a house because it'll take you fucking 5000 years or whatever it is. You know, it's not it's not the case of you saving up to buy a fucking uh upholstery refit for your fucking shitty Range Rover. It's not the same thing. Like, the, <laughs> it's a fundamental misunderstanding of, like, requirement and surplus uh, material just on a, on a very broad level, you know? If you've got fucking... If, uh, uh, I become inarticulate thinking about it because it's so obvious to me and so, like, uh, broadly researched and every single time it's just, like, pay them more fucking money. There's a minimum amount of money that people need to not live a life of just sort of abject torment. That's right. And these people aren't able to make those thresholds, so just pay them more money. Especially when they've got, um, you know, dependents of their own, right? Yeah, yeah. The the much maligned single mothers are Mm. almost exclusively, in my experience, financial fucking wizards. Yeah. Geniuses. Yeah. Putting together budgeting. A hundred percent, because they fucking have to be. Rich the, um, people suck at fucking uh, not spending ridiculous amounts of money. You can see it. If if you've ever known somebody pre and post, like, relative comfort, and this isn't a moral judgment, it's just how people react with money, they'll be fucking sensible as fuck beforehand, and then it only takes them, like, a couple of months to be like, oh, we'll get the... $30 breakfast or something that nobody, yeah. like, some, or buying, like, fucking $40 glasses of whiskey or something at the, uh, at the, at the bar, which is fine, you know, you have the money, enjoy yourself or what, or whatever, but, like, plenty does not lead to good financial behavior. What does is, like you say, being on fucking nothing and having to make it work, especially for, for a kid, like, fuck. Well... According to social um, 
Services Minister Rustin. Ah, uh, yes. There have been many positive stories coming out of these communities. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, you should have seen the smile on her face when she described her fantasy of stabbing governmental workers directly in the dick. <laughs> well, it's it's going to be a financial literacy tool. It, it, in, in the same breath as responding to criticism mm. from the um, university study, the full university study, Mm. saying that, um, yeah, they need more income as a compulsory scheme. This is a disaster. He he has, like, said some people who have, yeah, the vo- volunteers, people who have said, I would like to have a cashless welfare. I would like my money given yeah. to me that way because I don't trust myself. Yeah. They have reported positivity, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody else hates it. Yeah. It's... Um, it's a disaster as a compulsory scheme. Yeah. They just need to be given adequate funding. Yeah. Which, given that money isn't real anymore, because we don't have the gold standard, mm. is no moral argument for not giving people enough money. It's disgusting, and I would love to see it become, uh, like, a, a big election issue. It's just, like, a lot of people don't seem to give a shit, and I don't want us to get to the, like, state of America right where it's just like enough people now are dying of preventable illness and homeless or struggling to make ends meet or living paycheck to paycheck or whatever that it just becomes a majority issue i don't want us to get to that fucking level firstly because it'll take too long secondly because it'll uh immiserate too many people and yeah i don't know it would be good to see it fucking to see australians at large acknowledge the the what i think is the naked reality of this injustice but fuck i guess we'll see not a lot of hope <laughs> not a for lot it of hope. but you know yeah the oh, study is good the study is good i'm extremely pessimistic about um, the coalition or labor following up on the study yeah. we still have well, a coalition won't no the coalition, just, the coalition absolutely just, won't i'm not very won't. confident that labor will either though no me neither. um also worth noting, given how meagre the uh, payments are, mm. that um, a lot of retailers charging uh, FPOS uh, surcharges does like substantially impact the amount of money that you actually can functionally use when some of your tiny welfare check goes into an administrative charge for using the card, Yeah, which is gross. Um, there's a University of Adelaide study which the government has commissioned that's its own official scheme Mm -hmm. Uh, that will come out later in the year yeah cool well we'll update then i guess so to summarize yeah um cashless welfare cards are disasters yep um the union isn't sexist but the minister's a moron yep Harvey yeah. Weinstein is a disgusting sex monster who is going to go to prison. Oh yeah, the detail about that that I that I forgot to throw in there is uh, there was like a nice little line in one of the reports about it that uh, when the verdict was handed down and the bailiff or whatever came to take him away, uh, he just didn't have the walker with him that he's been using transparently as a prop uh, for the whole trial. They just walked him off while he fucking yelled or whatever it is that he did in protest oh what a shame Mm. 
Uh, yep. So Weinstein's fucking put away. Uh, and and Dutton is... And Peter Dutton uh, only cares about criminals and terrorists who don't exist, but is very comfortable with the ones who actually do. Yay. Yeah. Yep. It's a good it's a good time in uh in politics at the moment. We do have some some better news in our next segment. Do we? Should we cross the divide? Oh, you're talking about Nevada. Nevada. An oasis of hope in the desert of That's American Nevada. tragedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is fitting that the, the the fucking the Las Vegas state should have should be associated with Oasis imagery, since at least forty casinos there are themed after the same thing. Uh, yeah, they had the Nevada caucus, and uh, Bernie ran away with it. Uh, <clears throat> there's been I've seen a couple of suggestions of interference or incompetence. Like it, it definitely seems to be less. Uh, suspect and more just potentially incompetent uh, uh, this time than Iowa because they did in the end abandon apps totally after yeah, after everybody flipped their shit when they're like we're going to find another app everybody flipped out in and they were like seven All right. minutes <laughs> yeah uh, this will be fine <laughs> uh, people flipped out and they they went to pen and paper uh, they had early voting. Uh, was like nearly as many people in early voting as voted in the entire caucus. Oh, last wow. Time. Like it was a huge amount of <clears throat> uh, early voters. And because of the way that their uh, like local laws are written about it, they had to count all the early votes before the caucus cool. for some reason. So they had to like get national employees and stuff and, and stuff. So there was a lot of like uh, dealing with much, much more, uh, turnout than they expected. The strip caucuses, which were set up to like the satellite caucuses, too much to... participatory democracy. Yeah, is yeah. Just the Democrats lament this whole process. Yeah. <laughs> party leadership threw themselves a uh, a party during the caucus when maybe they should have waited until results were counted. So the the actual leadership were fucking drinking at a at a las vegas bar gee this would be a bad time for us to look like out of touch wankers wouldn't it (laughs) well they're they're poorly trained uh poorly paid or in some cases unpaid uh counters did all of the work uh and i've seen some like errors that people have posted up some photos of like uh count totals not matching up and stuff but the overwhelming uh, uh, Bernie won by so much that that I don't think there was any real malfeasance this time. But even the incompetence didn't didn't really matter. Bernie yeah. won by so much; it was magical. Uh huh. He but also forty six point eight percent. Forty six point eight percent. Uh, with a hundred percent reporting. And. Wow, it's beautiful. Acts Six. like that's 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 you know essentially a, a victory claimed for the forces of good at the mm. blood-stained altar yeah. of gross capitalism. Yep, Nevada yeah. is like the home of gr- 
just filthy money. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's where money goes to die. It's it is a hundred percent it's almost like quaint and, and like it's vicious and, and, and fucked, obviously, but it's there's something almost quaint about the like old school avarice of Nevada. Where yeah. it's just like we just win it through gambling. We don't have to dress anything up any we don't have to dress gambling up as something like stock market shit or real estate shit. We just it's just gambling. And we actually just kill people. And yes, we're involved with the mob, like all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. So, uh, fucking, I'm I'm looking for the for the more in depth numbers. I should have uh, pulled them up before. But yeah, uh, I don't have them. But yeah, forty six point eight percent of the vote. I think that might be after realignment, uh, which gives him twenty four national delegates. Joe Biden came in second with nine. He was, of course, a front runner in this these early states for a while. Buttigieg with three. Everybody else was non viable. Warren, Klobuchar, uh, and I mean, those are the other two like serious contenders. Tom Steyer, not viable. But, <laughs> you know, what are we going to do about that? Oh, Tom. Uh, Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer is the only billionaire in the world that people feel sorry for. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> Nobody quite... else can elicit sympathy. Like... He's, he's the exception that proves the rule, really, with billionaires. Because he's, he's a likable guy. Seems like a really sweet guy. He's got reasonably pro- <laughs> progressive Just politics. stands at the podium in the debates looking at Bernie Sanders yeah. with his shining eyes. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> Where have you come from? He I wears a weird tartan <laughs> tie uh, every day to remind him to be less serious. And he has a beaded uh, Kenyan belt that he bought f- specifically from female artisans from when he was in Kenya for a little bit. Just also to remind him not to take himself too seriously and to, to think about like female Kenyan artisans, which is such a weird... It's a very niche. Yeah, for, oh. for a billionaire to be... Uh, to be concerning himself with that it's like you know for by billionaire standards he's fucking he's very Fred sh- Hampton like yeah. the Overton window of billionaires he's pushing it he's pushing it he is still obviously going to be executed by the of course uh, he is of the, course he is by Look, the communist state there uh, is but there is mm. there is ultimately um, no moral excuse for having as much yeah, money yeah. as Tom He's Steyer definitely has. got fucking skeletons in his closet. <laughs> but but. On, a, on an aesthetic level, I'm glad he's around. He's not going to win. He's take, he's ripping into Bloomberg a bit, which is the kind of the dark cloud hanging over what we're <laughs> talking about. Yeah, that's true. But it's a much lower hanging dark cloud than we may have uh, been initially concerned. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I guess we can just, like, trans- transfer straight into Bloomberg now. I was, I had, I was telling Darcy before, I had this cord that was going to let me plug my phone into the interface so that I could just play these things directly into the program, and I'm just going to hold it up to the mic. This is, uh, Michael Bloomberg talking about wanting to be president. Okay. Would have been a great job. That's Mike Bloomberg saying how good it would be to be president because you would have predator drones and a list of people that had pissed you off. Uh, he's a fucking terrible dude, and I don't think Michael Bloomberg still uses the word broad <laughs> in a completely unironic like this is a genuine yeah. slang expression that people. 
throw Which around. is like, that's so old. As a sexist term that it's almost passed back around into being quaint. Like, it's... You almost... Oh, that broad's got a set of pins on her. It's like almost not offensive. Like, it is offensive. But it's almost not offensive anymore just due to being so old. Joe Biden like, winces when he hears the word broad. He's like, oh, no, that's... Hang yeah. on now, hang on now. <laughs> that's the sexist term du jour in whatever my, fucking... My grandfather used to say that. <laughs> yeah, we all thought he was a bit... That was really the point of unity between me and Corn Pop was when we had older gentlemen at the pool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bloomberg has... Ah, there's so many ways to frame this, but but let's project forward. Bloomberg is trying to buy the election, right? He hasn't been campaigning. Uh, he's just been spending millions and millions of dollars on TV advertising, which costs him nothing. Well, he his- has not been able to campaign because he has nothing to say. Like, his... The advertising is easy for him because, as we've said, he has so much money that mm-hmm. he can just... Use his annual interest is enough to pay yeah. for the advertising and then some. He um, has, what, 62, 63, $64 billion? Yeah. One and, of those. <laughs> um, I mean, not all just sitting in cash in a bank. Obviously, a lot of it's in assets and so on. Yeah. But, yes, he's worth terrifying amounts of money, and so he can pay other people to come up with interesting advertisements for him. Yeah. The reason he's not been campaigning much is because, well, like, on what? He has nothing to say. Yeah. His whole <laughs> thing was just to, to saturate uh, Super Tuesday states with TV advertising and just see if that worked. Uh, and it's working better than it fucking should, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, look, this was always the fear, though, because the advertising industry, mm. they they have form. They Yeah. You know, they're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They know what they're doing. I, I, I like to think that advertising is less effective now than it was in the past, but yeah. I have no evidence for that. Yeah. It's just something that I'd like to think. There was a study that showed that um online video advertising is almost useless. It's because all it does is annoy people. Yeah, Because you're yeah, trying to watch your thing. So desensitized. And like, and... I'm just going to interrupt this uh, segment halfway through someone's sentence to play my yeah. fucking shithouse ad at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but generally TV advertising still quite effective, uh, by all accounts. Do you think that's a demographic thing? I mean, trying to be polite here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nobody under 40 watches television. Uh, well, yeah, in, in that sense, in terms of exposure, yeah. Uh, in terms of effectiveness, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely going for an older group. Look, he's not going to win it outright, uh... As I I said in our last little thing about the Iowa caucuses, his role there isn't to win it outright. His role is to take it to a contested convention. What yeah, I said then... Force a crisis, get the superdelegates. Yeah. What I said then was I thought that he was running interference for a more moderate candidate so that they could give it to Buttigieg or something. But like now it kind of genuinely seems like he might be trying to get it based off of a broken convention. Which... It could well be. I mean, look, it's not going to be Buttigieg. Buttigieg is... No, Buttigieg's finished. star has, has um, thoroughly fallen. Everyone has finished, it seems to me, apart yeah. from Sanders and yeah. Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, it really seems that way. People, the, the Warren fans, the Liz lads, God love them. <laughs> the they're, Liz lads. they're really sticking in there. They're really sticking in there. And I can't be mad at them because if 
if it was Sanders, I, I would be the same way, I think, just being like, at least wait until Super Tuesday when there are some real delegates on the on the on Yes, the I would as well. And but I would also have the sneaking suspicion that it was fucking over. I would, and, I, and, and, and good, good, good on everyone who is still sticking with candidates they believe in yeah. and not being cynical. Yes, well done. For sure. But it is time to <laughs> fucking get real. It is time to get real and drop that fucking snake. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be rude, but well, look, Liz Warren's behavior has not been fucking great the last few months. Well, in my opinion, the last few decades, really. Yeah, if you take the Native <laughs> American thing into account, which is a lot more serious than people really fucking give uh, credence to. Elizabeth Warren's um, career has been almost entirely spent in support of liberalization mm-hmm. economic yeah. liberalization i don't think she's a good candidate for, no. to reverse that i really don't no she's not she's not but she's also not going to win the question is just how her support plays uh with regards to bernie there's a lot of fucking really desperate uh oppo stuff going on at the moment the yet yeah, last week it was because uh bernie sanders said he liked the art in uh uh, Soviet train stations. Yeah, it's uh, fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of the most beautiful train stations <laughs> in the world. This week it's uh, because he uh, didn't uh, outright condemn uh, Fidel Castro in the 80s. Uh, and the extent of his... Why should he have... It's a good question. The extent of his thing was like, look, there's some authoritarian stuff that I don't agree with, but part of the reason that people aren't rising up against it is because he has a world-class education uh, infrastructure and a world-class health infrastructure. Like, that's all he said. Yeah. And I that's, mean, that's accurate. True. Yeah. They still have those things, despite being the victim of a uh, maybe the most brutal fucking trade embargo in history. It's definitely the longest trade embargo in history. Mm. And like, it's and to, it's to worldwide it context, as well. Like the British Empire forgave mm. and like reconnected with the Irish Republic. Yeah, within thirty years of uh, the independence and the Civil War, yeah. and like throughout a campaign with the IRA, were like blowing up bits of Manchester and stuff. Mm the British were, like, fine to trade with Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like... The... Which had been a constituent part of the actual UK, never mind the Empire. Yeah. And America has not been able to get over the fact that fucking Batista got kicked out yeah. <laughs> in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, get the fuck over yourself. <laughs> who, somebody pointed out, in seven years, Batista killed more people than the Castro regime did. Uh, in 20 or more than that. Yeah. Uh, well, like, of course, because it was fucking Batista. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he uh, looked after the middle class, Kieran. Oh, yeah. Did he ever? Fucking slave owners love that. The own, the, he, he achieved the most important end in politics. Mm. The middle class. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be emphasized, like, how brutal, if you don't know, like, if you just have a vague idea of what the trade embargo is, listener, it's like... Any ship which docks in Cuba uh, for purposes of trade is then uh, not allowed to trade with the US for six months or 12 months, I think. Yeah. So it's an effective 
uh, trade embargo with everybody. So it's like fucking hard for for Cuba to. It <laughs> to means get any that Cuban trade goods. conducted with like Europe <clears throat> and Australia, which they have mm. some of, but not very much. Yeah, because they essentially have to use just their own merchant navy for it, and their merchant navy is not very big. Yeah, um, because yeah, no third party shipping agents are going to touch them. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not good. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, whatever. That seems more brutal to me than than anything. But you know, who would expect the American media class to be self-aware about the fucking Cuban revolution, as complex as it was? These uh, things just happen, Kieran. They just happen because of students, and it's like a sponsor. If you get enough students, you get outbreaks of revolution. Yeah, spontaneously and purposelessly. It's so horrid. <laughs> um. There's there's a ton of this sort of shit. The there's the Bernie Bros thing is still uh, hot as though as though the the K Hive aren't the most vicious fucking mercenary, ice blooded throat cutters on the internet. Like to the degree that that's almost admirable. are they still running around? Are they the K Hive? Yeah, yeah, they're still fucking out there, despite the fact that like uh, a lot a lot of uh, white supporters of of uh particularly Liz Warren and Pete Buttigieg mm. keep fucking saying some pretty repugnant shit uh with regards to, you know, minority demographics, black voters and Latino voters and stuff. And they're not like saying outright racist stuff, but they're just being clueless in that like really kind of staggering way that comfortable middle class white folk uh I don't know to. what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, Kieran. I've never ever just accidentally been a <laughs> graceless idiot yeah and it's like it's everybody yeah everybody's fucking stupid but like if you had 40 people pointing out that you were being a graceless idiot within 15 minutes of being a graceless idiot so the bernie bros thing is big there's the one of his staffers got fired a couple of days ago or yesterday because on a locked private twitter account he was being mean about uh, Buttigieg and mostly Buttigieg and uh, and Warren, which like he absolutely had to get fired when it became public because he can't be a campaign staffer and an irony poisoned internet uh, fucking edgy joke guy. But some journalist fucking went and tracked down some dude's private account to to fucking. Uh, like it's just stupid. The whole yeah. fucking discourse around the the vicious supporters thing is so staggeringly stupid. Well, it's a it's it's a weaselly cop out. Yeah, basically, uh, because yeah. you can't uh, fight him on policy. Yeah, yeah, and they can't. So there's so there's a little bit of stuff, but basically nobody's really buying it, and Sanders is fucking running away with it. So it's him and Bloomberg, and uh, let's talk about Bloomberg. What what would what would the reality of a Bloomberg presidency be specifically in relation to Trump? Because people are so focused on getting rid of Trump because he's so awful that they're not really countenancing. Is Trump so awful though? Like, I mean, he's an idiot, right? Obviously, he's definitely an idiot. But as a non-American, mm. Trump does not seem markedly more awful than any other presidents they've had in my life well definitely like being able to sit outside the country and and look and and having maybe a different weighting of uh it's just of what 
constitutes awful behavior for because an American president. Donald Trump doesn't have any understanding of or respect for filters. Yeah. He just makes it difficult for the American people to lie to about what their country's I would what say, their country is. And <clears> I think that's why they hate yeah. him so much. But I don't think in terms of his competence and his performance, mm. he doesn't seem to be worse than any yeah, of the yeah. others. Well, look, here's my take on it. In in regards to some stuff, like some... He didn't invent the child internment camps, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to say. Like, this has been going on for it's, yonks. That's, yeah. Uh, in terms of some stuff, like, like <clears throat> foreign policy, he might even be slightly better than because he doesn't have an agenda yeah, of any kind because <laughs> he's he's not a weird fucking like he hasn't had his brain cooked by the uh, experimental machines in the langley basement or whatever or quantico which one's cia quantico langley's cia langley yeah, yeah. okay uh i would say that the thing that he's he is uniquely bad about is kind of the uh the effortless way with which he's dismantling all of their, uh, institutions, uh, which like, uh, like the processes and stuff, which has always just been like ideological illusion that any of that stuff worked, but like his approach to the Supreme court and shit, you know, that stuff is, is fairly uniquely bad. And the, that is true, but yeah. it's but like also not- like, to the extent to which American people seem to be, you know, really locked into this idea that their country has become yeah. significantly worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, more that, of an international laughing stock. That's than a pariah. that's a that's like, a complete fucking illusion. It's of mental, of course. Uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. However, for the per- indulge me and here, so, I'm trying yeah, to right, I'm, right, I'm trying right, to draw sorry, a, yes. a parallel. So if we manage, let's say on a personal level, if as America vicious, returns to normal, without yeah, Trump. <laughs> let's talk about like uh, on a personal level, as just like a vicious, mean spirited, uh, catty bastard. Mm. Donald Trump embodies a few things. He's worth three billion dollars. He's got like 40 something sexual assault uh lawsuits against yes, him he should also be in rikers yeah yeah he's uh uh like callous to to vicious when it comes to issues of poverty or like all of the the good meaty shit that we like yeah uh, he's, he's a racist he's a racist he's anti-worker all of these things right the Americans seem so preoccupied with getting him out of the White House, which is a noble goal, uh, that they're not really then looking at Bloomberg and seeing how he materially differs. Well, he, I mean, he's a racist. He's, he's a, anti-worker. He's, he's a racist. He's anti-worker. Got, um, he's got 64 yeah. open lawsuits. And plenty of and open pl- lawsuits. And plenty of... For being uh, at least a sexual assailant. Yep. Uh, which, like, reading the accounts are uh, all fucking really disgusting power uh, games and shit. He uses he, the word broad, unironically. He uses the word broad. Uh, he's, f- like, his racism, his, the Stop and Frisk audio that came out, like, I knew about Stop and Frisk loosely. I know that it's, like, a, a fucked policy. Bloomberg's idea uh, of policy, right? Mm. When, when he was mayor of New York, I remember literally two things that were actually Bloomberg's like 
ideas, actual yeah. policies he came up with to make the world better. Mm. One was to tax uh, sugar and soft drink. Yeah. Because poor people are gross. Yeah. And the other one was to stop restaurants from putting salt shakers on tables. <laughs> so, because yeah. poor people are gross. <laughs> mm. Apart from that, he that did... That was it. I could, what else did he do? He did an assault weapons ban, which has largely been described as a good thing. It's a very kind of localized to New York thing. I don't think that he would... Yeah, well, he was I only mean, the mayor of New York. Yeah. So it would have achieved very little. Yeah. I mean, the New York assault weapons ban is is seen as a good thing generally, but I don't think I'm that sure it is like the chief architect it of it or anything. I don't know. Uh, was that... And the stop and frisk was the other one, which is that... Uh, New York City Police had the... They've uh, had the power for power. ages, but he was the first mayor who was, like, enthusiastic about it. Yeah, and like, ex- you know what we expanded should do? powers Some and shit. stopping and frisking. Yeah, so New York City Police had the power to stop and frisk anybody. He believed that uh, it was... <clears throat> uh, it made people leave their guns at home because they would be scared of getting caught with a gun. And he's on tape saying that, like, we post more cops in black neighborhoods yeah. because black people do more crime. Like, he's... Because all of the resources go towards monitoring crime in black neighborhoods, we therefore have statistics yeah, to yeah. prove that's where most of the crime happens it's, in black neighborhoods because all the resources it's are almost, monitoring crime. It's <laughs> almost <laughs> unbelievable that it's not satire the way that he, yeah. he lays it out like that. But yeah, he's fucking... Uh, it uh, is completely vicious, circular thinking. He's begging the question. Yes, yes. It's com- he's a completely vicious racist, a completely vicious sexist, a completely vicious fucking authoritarian. The one thing that people are really worried about with Trump, his authoritarianism, is mostly just in service of his personal vanity, right? Yeah. And it's like people are worried that he's going to try and go for a third term or Donald abolish Trump, elections or whatever. Donald Tr- Trump's authoritarianism is like the authoritarianism of an infant, you know? Yeah. He, he's literally concerned about whether or not people are mean. Yeah, he's like a... <laughs> That's the language he uses. He's like a third-generation autocrat who's just concerned with, like, getting Dennis Rodman to come to his <laughs> fucking thing, right? He's the yes. he's very much just the, like, Richie Rich fucking thing. Bloomberg uh, was fucking enthusiastic about uh, militarization of police, employment of pr- police specifically. Yeah, because poor people are gross, d- Karen. Yeah, yeah. He's, they're unpredictable. They're wild. They're yeah. disease-ridden. He's an active authoritarian in a way that trump isn't and like i i believe that trump in his idiocy could stumble into something fucking really awful with regards to term limits or something like oh that. almost if the right str- he's a fucking complete uh just a perpetually rolling you know, dice. It turns out America's constitution sucks. It's yeah. checks and balances system is bullshit yeah. and everything is very brittle as soon as it's put to the test. Yeah. Probably another reason why people hate him so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's just not... Because uh, yeah. I've never heard of a country, possibly apart from yeah. North Korea, that is so insistent on how perfect its systems are. Yeah. And whose systems are so awful. It's very much like, as long as we don't elect a bull, this China shop will be just fine. I mean, the British are kind of similar with their bullshit about Parliament. But their, like, self-congratulations always Mm. came from the fact that, like, as long as everyone behaves properly, this is a great system. Yeah. They were never like, constitutional geniuses with our flawless system. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And nobody fucking buys it, and self-loathing is so baked into the British character that, that it can't ever be quite so exceptionalist as... Even though it's, like, got a lot of exceptionalism and gross nationalism or whatever. I don't know. It's just a bit... All of the, all of the things that Trump is, Bloomberg is usually worse... And with the authoritarian thing, he'll be fucking like a gleeful well, participant I, I see in whatever in, he can emerge. Uh, Bloomberg a chance for the uh, neoconservatives to mm. take control of government again. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're um, right, a hundred percent. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yes. Which we'd all, I think, like neocons had been largely forgotten by now. Yeah. Um, so much has happened since their heyday, but he's a perfect neoconservative figure. Yeah, yeah. He's very very cheney in spirit yeah uh so yeah, foreign policy it's, would it, be disastrous it, it's worth bearing in mind listener that uh, michael bloomberg's michael bloomberg's <laughs> political career has been spent as either an independent or a republican yeah uh the majority of that time was spent as a republican he became an independent for the purposes of mm. wowing new york's voters uh, yeah. in the mayoral race but he is um very, very anti-Democrat, historically. He it's, was it's, very enthusiastic materially yeah, in his support of Trump's he was. Uh, administration. Absolutely. And election I campaign. find it interesting that there are people who uh, have criticized Bernie Sanders mm. because he only caucuses with the Democrats, Yeah, uh, you know, when it suits him, uh, who are perfectly fine with a fucking Republican yeah taking control of the party yeah if it means denying it to um the workers well it, it, he's the perfect litmus test to to uh to expose he's like the the thing hot wire in the blood uh test from the thing where it's like you just touch bloomberg to to people who are criticizing sanders on like moral grounds and you see which ones are uh disingenuous hacks because it's like if you are against sanders because you think there's too many old white men involved in politics because you think uh, he's got a bad record with people of color, which isn't true. Uh, oh, yeah, that was the other good news out of uh, Nevada. Uh, he got like 70-something percent of the Latino vote. Huge. That is huge. It's uh, very heartening. But anyway, if you're, if you're uh, criticizing him on, on these grounds that, you know, he's too belligerent, that uh, he's not a Democrat or whatever, uh, all of these things, then... You just touch the Bloomberg hot wire to the to their blood and see if they also criticize Bloomberg. Because a lot of people aren't. They're just like, Bloomberg is the safe choice. And it's like, well, he's a fucking old, white, sexist. Well, white in, in as much as Sanders is. They're both Jewish. Uh, yeah, this is one of the weird things about being Jewish. <laughs> what? Well, we are or aren't Jewish yeah, yeah. or white, depending on who hates us at any given yeah. time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's those things where it's like... Uh, if other minorities have... hate us, we're white. If white people hate us, we are minorities. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those uh, promotions where it's like, this or this is free, whichever is the cheaper item. It's just like always just the raw Damn end it, of Kieran, the deal. even you are anti-Semitic. Even you are... <laughs> I didn't think that. Uh, I honestly didn't fucking... Uh, it's like 90s no homophobia. It's very deeply baked into our culture. Um, it's not, in, not indicative that a person <laughs> is themselves homophobic, just that they have been bathed in a pool of Bathed it. in it. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I'm not afraid to say it. Jews get a rough deal uh, historically and in this current moment. Ironically, because we're supposed to be good at deals. 
Need an eye. Yeah, yep. Uh, So Bloomberg is just all of the qualities that people have been trying to criticize Sanders for, although none of them are sticking. Yeah, and he's also, like, all of the qualities that people despise in Donald Trump or claim to despise in Donald Trump. The only difference is that Michael Bloomberg appears to be completely aware of what he's doing. Yeah. Which possibly makes him even less moral than Donald Trump. Yeah. Because you can at least excuse the fact that Trump appears to belong in a rubber room. Yeah. um, As a kind of vague moral hand wave. Bloomberg is maybe the worst person. Very much got his hand on the till, you know. Yeah. The tiller, sorry. He might be the worst person to vie for the presidency in, like, a long time. I think he probably... Probably is, actually. Let's think, certainly at the time they were standing for the presidency. Yeah. Like when George Bush originally yeah. ran, this is George W., he was, you know, like notoriously incompetent, but there wasn't any real evidence that he was going to go on to become a war criminal as soon as the chance arose. Yeah, and I don't think that, um, like, that's as... in like, Bill George Clinton, W. Bush can f- fucking fuck off but like had like a fairly it's not bland record before he became president yeah he played saxophone was a sort of boring community organizer yeah you know yeah law geek law geek trump was the worst person and and bloomberg will surpass him yeah a hundred percent he had that uh that woman that was working for him that got pregnant and he told her to quote kill it confuses conservatives who think that all progressive people are in favor of all the children dying all the time Mm, yeah (laughs) man consent is such a confusing word for conservatives they just get confused really struggle first five letters do you remember rush limbaugh going Mm. off on his rant about the, the sex police no, but he I was told you how much he hates liberals. It's like it's like if you get consent, that's the magic word for these fucking liberals. They get the word consent, and you can just do whatever you want. But if you don't have it, <laughs> then the sex police come and take you away. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the idea, Rush. That's <laughs> Rush Limboys, man. That's 100% the idea. He didn't go on to explain why this was a problem for him, other than, you know, presumably yeah. it's difficult for Rush Limbaugh to get consent from people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine why. <laughs> the irony here is that, like, so- we obviously have, like, sex crimes units and stuff, but the sex police, the sex would, be, police. would be a much sounder investment than the Space Force. But here we are. <laughs> so much better than Space Force. Here we are. They just plagiarized the fucking Star Trek crest for Space Force as well, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I think we can uh, basically just wrap it up by being like, yeah, Bloomberg fucking is not a good man. Rush Limbaugh is dying of lung cancer. I, I 100% uh, believe that Michael Bloomberg listens to and discreetly funds Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, probably. He's one of the billionaires funding the millionaires that, um, yeah. oh, goodness, what's his chops? The, the the young lad who annoyed Tucker Carlson so much last year. Oh, fuck. Young uh, Danish lad. Yeah, I forget his name. Uh, 
All you need to know about Michael Bloomberg is that he is one of the billionaires funding the right-wing media millionaires. And if you trust him, you do so at your peril and the peril of all of the world. He ate shit in that debate. It'll be interesting. Like, it's possible that he'll just get nothing. Like, that is a possibility. It's not if he worth... performs badly enough in the debates, he could get nothing. Yeah. Conventional wisdom has suggested mm-hmm. that the debates actually have a very low impact on the uh, results. Mm-hmm. However, this convention was established at a time when there wasn't very much between the candidates, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that wisdom changed with the Sanders-Clinton... Yeah. Um, competition because it was really only off of the back of his debate performances mm. that Bernie Sanders began to attract attention. Yeah, yeah, there were there's there wasn't do you remember there wasn't initially a huge amount oh, of no, notice paid anonymous at the beginning of the thing. Um so the conventional wisdom of the debates are essentially uh low impact mm. may may be put to the torch. It, Depends on what happens with Bloomberg and Sanders. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I know that there's, like, a lot of play in the... There's a lot of... There's just enough ambiguity in the DNC shit to, uh... I think, without knowing... I think they can basically do what they want at the convention if if uh, it comes down to that. Like, the idea behind it is first-round votes, uh, everybody gets their delegate total... Second round votes, the super delegates pitch in and theoretically get somebody over the line. But there are provisions if, uh, whether naturally or much more likely in this case through manufacture, the party could just pick somebody in the end if they're unable to uh, secure a candidate through through those means. I do know that uh, it is on predictit.com, which is a kind of crowdsourced betting odds situation that uh that hillary clinton is more likely to win the nomination than liz warren which is interesting that is interesting i mean or the, maybe than klobuchar the forget. bookmakers have had a pretty poor record at calling mm. elections not just in america in britain as well yeah it's been very um i would not put any stock in been that good number. money to be made betting against the house where elections are concerned yeah uh i would not put any stock in that number sanders is the favorite for them um uh, but like, I wouldn't put any stock in the Clinton number, except that that suggests that it's like an outside possibility in the worst possible fucking alternate universe. It suggests that I there just are wouldn't strike off enormous numbers of people, and this still staggers me. Yeah, who invest time in caring about politics, yeah, but no time in learning about it. Yeah. You know, if, if like, I'm not a sports person, mm. but everyone I know who, like, bothers to pay attention to sport also invests at least some time understanding what this game they're playing is, like, what yeah. the rules are, who's in the team that they're supposed to be supporting. Yeah. These various things. And a lot of people have very impressive knowledge about it. I don't get that with politics. It's like this weird thing yeah. where people decide to care but refuse to learn. It's, it's a really odd, it's odd al- mechanism. It's almost impressive. It's not. It's disappointing, but it's almost impressive. It is almost impressive. Yeah. Anyway, we can probably wrap it up, as yeah, you say. Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like I've been off my game this week. I feel very tired. 
I have been very maybe tired. Two, maybe two weeks. I, two I'm, I'm studying the role and powers and scope of the powers of agents in uh, relation to contract law. Yeah. So, um, well, at least you've got a reason. I'm just... I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. I and and unhappy. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. I hope you are too, uh, listener. Uh, you can email us at weaknessforblakeness at gmail.com. No tricks with the spelling. Uh, you can follow us at Week for Blake on Twitter. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's everything. Well, Leonardo's robot. Yeah. Slay us out. All right. Good night, listener. Good night, listeners, partner. Sorry about all the noise. Yeah. <laughs> Get them some headphones. Yes. Good night. Ah!